briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hello, and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room Memories, your premiere Are You the One rerun podcast. I'm your expert, Taylor. And I'm your other co-host, Aubrey. And I remembered the whole script because we just did this yesterday. Yeah, I'm really glad that we don't have like a really long, drawn out, arduous name. That'd be terrible. (laughs) Um, Let's go right into the show. Well, before we do, remember when Spotify started giving us good stats and it told us that people are either going to turn it off in the first 35 seconds or keep listening, which is the intro. Mm, That's good. I mean, honestly, fair enough. Once you get through our injury, you know whether or not you're going to enjoy this shit. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that you're not requiring me to take any responsibility for being the person who opens up the show and losing roughly 25% of them in the first 15 seconds. Look, here's what I'll say. We got recognition from three cast members. Oh god, is that true? Is that how many cast members it's been? Three? It's been three. Although two of it's the three Jax. of them are deep in some drama still, right? Oh yeah, but they always will be. I love them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, we got Jax, and then we got uh, Remy, and like, if they appreciate us, I can go on. I've finally come around to being happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it just took me like a whole other half season of the show. <laughs> Good. We had to start doing something else, and then you could appreciate where we were. Uh-huh, because it's in the past, and I can pretend like it's a long-lost memory. Let's talk about this show. We don't have to. This was a really rough one, Aubrey. We could just oh, talk about something different entirely. Are you kidding me? This was my favorite episode in a long time. I'm glad we're at a point now where we really consistently disagree about what makes a good episode. This, this finally got me back on Simone's side. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you I thought this was going to be the uh, Simone's really a bitch episode when it was just the... Oh, man. I, I feel like this has got to be the episode where the producers of this show are like, did we make a mistake? Was this show a mistake? Did we? <laughs> really? For me, it was we have done this? Like, this show is a gold mine. We got it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's Let's, fair. So, so we start off with the episode right after the matchup. And people are discussing who they think the four matches might be. Also, weird music choice, if I do say so myself. Didn't pay attention at all. It, so they usually do the party rock anthem music, not the party rock anthem. But, but this one was just like, I don't know, it was just a song and it gave yeah. it a really normal vibe. I think it's because this was before they were big enough to really afford getting the rights to music. Me, I don't know. I, I just noticed that. Okay. Well, what I wanted to talk about is that for the first time this season, I think, we get really what we get a lot nowadays in the current seasons, which is just a bunch of duos talking. Yes. Um, Let's start off with the best one. And arguably the first one. Brittany and Adam. I have a clip. Well, hold on. You're, I know what your clip is because you've shown me you, it. You actually, you, you don't know what my clip is. That's oh, how many God. I have. I've tipped oh, my hand to you and you still don't even know what I'm going to play. <laughs> um, but no, actually, why don't you set the scene? Just bear okay. in mind I have a clip. So Adam is upset because Ethan and Amber are sort of like getting back together and sort of enjoying themselves. And he's very clearly annoyed. And Brittany decides to, to take this moment to show that she has the upper hand by going and talking to him to show that she has been ignoring him and can can and she has the power because she talked to him. She went to him, not the other way around, which means that she's the one with the power here. Right. Well, she's doing the mature thing and like settling this once and for all because they've had this ridiculous right. back and forth and and it needs yeah, to be resolved. She- and she's been ignoring him, but she's decided to, like, grow up from that. Sure. Let's hear One. what she said, though. Okay. Yeah. Can we? Yes. Yes. You're not ignoring me at all. But I have been, because no. you've been aggravating me. Trust me, if I ever want to talk, you will talk. You are not ignoring me. I have been ignoring you. You made me <laughs> breakfast this morning. 
After You're minutes. so fucking crazy. Anything. It's ridiculous. I don't even know what to do. I've tried to be sane about it. <laughs> you made me breakfast this morning is, first of all, so, oh my god, so I am ignoring you. Great title. You made me breakfast this morning. Great title. Uh -huh. This whole conversation was watching Cognitive Dissonance, like an educational video on Cognitive Dissonance. I had to cut out so much of them going back and forth saying the same thing for the sake of this clip, too. Yeah. It was so much longer of, I've been ignoring you. Here's a reason why you haven't been. But that's not true, because I've been ignoring you. Okay, well, here's a different reason why you haven't been. I, yeah. Oh, I love, I, I loved that. Like, if I want to talk to you, I could. And she's <laughs> like, no, 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 because I've been ignoring you. Um... Which I do like, so it's like, it could be like, she's ignoring him, and he just doesn't notice, because he doesn't give a shit. Sure. But then it's like, but I agree. It's like, you made me breakfast this morning. Like, oh, nope, she's not ignoring him. Right, because there's, <laughs> there's that moment where, you're, you know, Brittany's so crazy that, like, I had to give her the benefit of the doubt that she can't be this crazy. But there's very little room for, I'm ignoring you, and you made me breakfast to overlap, you know? Well, yeah, but I'm ignoring you, but of course I made you breakfast, because, like, if I didn't make you breakfast, someone else would have, and then you would have talked to them. But, so, yeah. but like, besides that, and besides the other times that I've talked to you today, I'm ignoring you. Like, those don't count because I was talking to you. But, like, if you just look at all the times I wasn't talking to you, I was ignoring you during those. Yeah, think about it this way. For the last two weeks, I would have spent 100% of my time talking to you, and I only spent 50. So, take the hint, Ryan. Yeah, I have the power here. Look at me. I have the power now. Who's the boss now? <laughs> <laughs> um, play your second clip, man. I, <laughs> I are we not even gonna lead into it at all? I I just don't even know what to say because like this is normally when I would move on. Well, which is I. She just puts the perfect pin in the whole thing too, when. She just, I don't know. Part of why I can't even talk about this is because what is there to say at this point? Right. It's, it's, it's again with the whole, like, when she first pushed Adam away, which is like, she was sitting there alone. She says, I'm not crazy. It's like, clearly she understands that she's crazy. She just refuses to believe it. I don't know. I, I'm going to leave us with this and then we can move on to the next thing that happens, I think. So immature. He's going to go flip in and make it seem like I'm the fucking crazy one. It's working. <laughs> Who Christy. said that to her? Christy. Oh, that's too bad, because I hate him, but it's such a good I line. Know. Let's talk about Christy, in fact. Him and Simone. Sure. Why not? So Simone has pulled him aside and been like, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? <laughs> Wait, this is Chris S, though, isn't it? No, this is Chris T. God damn it. Chris S is the douchebag. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, that didn't happen. I actually do know who we're talking to. I just got the names confused somehow. Fair enough. Um, so Simone is sitting with Chris and basically being like, Shanley cares more about you. Or no, you care more about Shanley than Shanley cares about you. And like, you're just going to get hurt if you keep going down this road. And he's like, yeah, I know. It sucks. <laughs> and. Uh, and I'm going to sort of skip around because then like two scenes later, we see him go down to Shanley and it's like, you know what? I talked to Simone and she pointed out that, you know, like I care more about you than you care about me. And Shanley just goes, Simone's a bitch. And he's like, yeah, you're right. She's wrong. And I love you. <laughs> like Shanley doesn't even disagree with the statement. She's just like, Simone shouldn't have said anything. And Which, he's like, you're right. I'm in the wrong here. So this one is a more interesting one, I think. Because the conversation that Simone has with Chris T initially seemed like more of a, I, maybe I misinterpreted what she was saying, but I took it as a look, dude, you need a wake up call that like you're dragging down the house with the Shanley thing. Do something else. Yeah. And then it quickly became about who likes who better, but that didn't mm -hmm. seem like the intention at the beginning. Am um, I giving I Simone too much credit? <laughs> I mean, I think it was a, a point of the fact that, like, you're more invested in this relationship, and you're going to be the one who ends up more hurt than her, is I think what Simone's point was. 
Um, I think it was also you're dragging down the house, but I think she sort of knew that that wasn't going to work because it's not worked historically with Chris. So she went with this new perspective of you're going to get hurt. Sure, which is fair enough. But I guess I focused on the other side of it, thinking that that was what was going to matter. But nope, no, I was no. wrong. Yeah, of course not. It's not mattered so far. Uh, so yeah, Chris then flips back on how it's malarkey that they're going to have to break up. Mm-hmm. Which is another great title asks, line, by the way. Just, it's malarkey. Yeah, it's malarkey. Uh, well, here's my other one, which is uh, when Chris asks Shanley's mother to send more birth control. Oh, well, that's still not for a while, though. Is it? Oh, no, that is now. Because they just, we get to see them fuck. Yeah. So send her more birth control. Also a great title line. Oh. This was, like, this was back to a quotable episode and i've missed these oh they were dropping one-liners like they were going out of business like they were going to win this week or something oh they did oh, okay let's so so let's go back in time a little bit to amber and ethan talking um and and i really don't have much to say except for the fact that like what a nice healthy conversation where they just sort of recognize that they had a miscommunication. I do think that Ethan is taking more blame than he needs to, but like, whatever. That's what I was going to say, is that it's nice that they had this talk and they it's really all they need to do. But Amber could have taken a little blame for going up to Ethan and being like, so this other guy, Adam, likes me. That doesn't like that's fine, right? And like, he shouldn't have said, yeah, if he liked her. But also, who does that if you like the <laughs> other person, too? You know, yeah. it's wild. And I think it is a. I don't know, a testament to the stupid bullshit rom-com suggests in this life, but whatever. Um, right, like, that wasn't whatever. a fair test. It's not like he... No, it wasn't. And the fact is, you shouldn't test your fucking significant others. Tell that to Chris Scally. <laughs> no, he doesn't test them, he plays games. Um, <laughs> but, like, whatever, they're happy, they've moved past it, they are in a good place, so I'm not gonna honestly linger too long on it yeah everybody's happy now it's especially because it's not even like amber's like oh yeah you fucked it up it's all your fault it's ethan being like oh you know i didn't see what you were putting down and you know i'm stupid and it's like okay fine like whatever he feels bad about it that's whatever yeah yeah um and then we get a, a new pairing and also a new character on the show that we've never seen before, Joey. Introducing Joey. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, one clip in season one, or episode one, and then he was gone. And so this makes me think that Brittany and Joey like, have to be a match, right? Because otherwise Joey would not be getting screen time. <laughs> I mean, either my assumption is that they're either a match and are like, ah, shit, we're going to have to sell this somehow. Or that, frankly, they're just like, all right. Brittany is talking to someone, at least. Thank God. Like, we'll air it. it Whatever it that... is, Brittany's doing something. Yeah. Or maybe it was just that, like, oh, hey, look, they, they like, Joey won uh, a date that wasn't a group date. Like, fuck. We expected literally anyone else to win it because we've established characters for everyone else in the house, but not this one guy. So now we need to do it fast. <laughs> Um, um, but he makes a good first impression, even though the first impression comes in episode six. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's go on to the challenge. Cool. It's called Kiss My Ice. Not a good name, Devin, but I love you, Devlin. Sorry. I like calling him Devin. Yeah. Um, um th this has got to be the challenge where, like, so... So Ryan introduces the challenge where he's like, yeah, you guys are going to start eating a whole lot of shaved ice. And like, this must be the one where the insurance company was like, oh, no, no, you can't eat, have the meat what you were thinking of. You, you saw the rocks. Remember the rocks that we let you get away with? Yeah. No, they're not <laughs> eating fire. You could eat ice or something. He was going to make them eat a full pig carcass. And he was like, fine. Just the feet, and I'll put it in fucking shaved ice and suck <laughs> asses. Uh. Well, and for um, as much shit as I'm giving, like, the letdown hype up for the crazy thing they're going to do, it was a really good challenge. Well, see, I, I liked it as sort of like a devil fake. It's like, you're going to be eating a lot of it, and you're like, oh my god, bugs? Like, intestines? Like, what is it going to be? And it's like shaved ice, and you're like, oh, okay, that seems weird. And it's like, he pulls out, like, uh, pig's feet and jalapeno, and you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Like he got me twice. You know, did fair it. enough. Fair enough. Maybe he was playing 4D chess and just. You, um, I guess Scally's a piece of shit. Like, I'm just going to start off there. It's a good a place to start with, as any. Scally refuses to play the game, partially because he's a fucking whiny bitch boy and doesn't want to eat shit he doesn't like, but also because uh, he just doesn't want to go on a date with Simone, who he calls a bitch for no fucking reason. Well, uh, he's been living with her. Like, as much as I hate Scally, there's probably a pretty good reason. She is kind of a bitch. <sighs> yeah, I mean, sure, but, like, uh, uh, just nothing. Like, I, I just don't see... I don't know, man. It just felt so, like, unnecessarily harsh. Oh, it was completely unnecessary. But that's Scally. I don't know. It's just two people I don't like not having a good time together. So I find it hard to get upset by any of it. Yeah. Um, and, like, JC and John later on in the same first round also give up. But, like, at least they tried and they were just like, no, we're going to vomit. So we're just going to stop before the vomit comes. Yeah. Like, that's that's fine. That's reasonable. I mean, I, I'm still putting them on the loser's pile for uh, tapping oh. out. And I think it bothered Ryan, too, because he actually, he says something that makes me oh, feel yeah. like he got mad at all the people tapping out. Oh, I don't think, I don't know. Five couples move on, and our pukers, Ryan and Kayla, you guys are out. Join the other losers over here. <laughs> yep, you See, pukers I... can join the losers. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Yeah, I, oh, R Ryan looked like he was having the time of his goddamn life. It, I mean, it was a really like, fun challenge to watch, because there's not a lot of scorekeeping to do, but there's a lot yeah. to see. It's just like, every time the camera flashed him, he had this, like, wicked, devilish <laughs> smile. Oh, it was good, though. Which one, um, which one would you have done? Like, do you think you had the best oh. odds with? So, so actually, I, this is the game I wanted to play is we're going to go through all three rounds and pick which one you would want to eat. OK, are, are we going to have to negotiate for who gets to eat the less gross one? Oh, <laughs> yes, let's do that. Because that that was honestly one of my favorite parts of the challenge, too, is that for almost all of them, there was one I think that was just obviously worse than the other, which adds yeah. a whole extra layer of like team and relationship dynamics to who's going to take that hit. Yeah, but let's play so, the game. first round. Uh, tomato soup and pickle juice. Do you like pickles? I don't. I do. I could have taken the pickles for you. I'll take tomato soup then. Yeah. Easy. Great. Second round. Was this the one with jalapenos and fish? I don't know. You're the one playing the game. Yes. It was, it was jalapenos and fish. I don't know if quickly. I could have done the fish. Honestly, I don't think oh, I could have done it. Oh, that's great. I can't do jalapenos. Oh, that would have been fine. That's the easy one, I thought. Oh my god, we are perfectly this for is each the, other. This is dream team so far. Let's go. What's the next um, one? Yeah, hold on. Uh, wait, give me a second. Um, uh, season one shaved ice. I can't believe you hmm. wanted to play this and didn't write them down. It's because I only thought of it once we were here. Oh, that's so funny. I thought about it and I was like, nah, Aubrey will write them all down. And didn't. No, because I was just like, whatever. Like, I don't care what they're eating um no the last one was pig feet and it was kimchi there we go the last one was kimchi with a chaser of something um and pig's feet with pig feet chunk in it and i'm 90 percent sure you might have been allergic to the kimchi one so i think i would have taken that one it depends, because I've been able to have kimchi before. Because isn't it? Oh, have you? Isn't it usually just oily cilantro? Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I think kimchi is like. I mean, oh, that's God a very reductive view of it. Oh, yeah, it's cabbage. Oh, that's even better. Salted fermented vegetables such as cabbage, radish, uh, spring onions, garlic, ginger. Uh, yeah, so I mean, which one would you have preferred in that duo? I mean, that sounds great. Okay, does it? I could do pig's feet. I've never had pig's feet, but I, generally speaking, I'm not a huge fan of pork. But also, it's I in ice cream, so gross, I don't think that's the most important I part. feel like it's going to have a lot less flavor than kimchi does, honestly. That's probably true. I feel like pig's feet is 90% going to be texture. And I'm real good at swallowing shit. 
Mm, nope. It oh, <laughs> sounded like a gay thing. Well, I'll dig you out of the hole because I was going to say I can tolerate bad flavor, but texture really gets me. So maybe we should compete in food challenges. Yeah, I, I don't like flavor kind of fucks me up. Texture does, too. But like there are like 100 textures that I can do. There's just like two textures in life that I just refuse. And as long as it's not one of those two, I'm fine. What's one of the two? I cannot tell you. Um, like, it's just like, it's like, uh, one of them actually very, very is like, you know, when um, they're like thin coconut strips and stuff, uh huh, like shavings, um, that the texture of like the coconut in that, like, I mean, I, I hate coconut, but so like that's obviously, but like I've had it where it's like, oh, carrot shavings in it. And it's like the, the, the texture of the shavings in the thing fuck it up for me. Well, yeah. Cause when it's um, raw, you're basically just chewing plastic is what that feels like. Wait, no, not about coconut specifically. Oh. But like, cause like I've had a, a muffin that had like carrot shavings in it. And the, the thing is like. In a muffin? I, I think in my life, the only time I've ever had shavings like that are with coconut. So it's like, I was like, I knew fully well I was eating carrots, and everything in my brain said, you're eating coconut, vomit it. Weird. So I can't do that texture. I do have a quote, though, for the title, again. Uh-huh. Fish don't have juice. Oh, it's such a good one. It's so concise and simple. Oh, um, Ryan, he's such a treasure on this season. Yes, both Ryans. Both Ryans, yeah. Are this is really Ryans' seasons. Um. Also, Chris is something that's so fucking nasty, which is just that he's vomiting in his mouth again and again and just swallowing it, and it's like, Ugh. I mean, he put in the work for this date. Say what you will, he put in the work, which is fucking hysterical because he's so unhappy to be on it later on. I can't get there yet. I can't get yeah. there yet. Let's talk about the winners. Okay. So, first of all, the very first team who won, Brittany and Joey, get a private one-on-one -on -one date. Yes. Then, the other three plebes, Dre and Shanley, Amber and Ethan, and Chris T and Paige. So, that's fun. The Again, another thing that starts in season one is exes who are into each other going on dates, but not with each other. That's I. It actually took me a while to catch that. Embarrassingly enough, yeah, I I got annoyed when the recap had a bunch of Christy and Shanley stuff. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> and then this happened. And I was like, oh no, it was so much worse. It was. Um. So now we get a thing that we haven't gotten in like any of the recent seasons, which is a snapshot of the honeymoon suite. Oh, yeah. For like 15 seconds with a little bit of forced conversation. Yeah. And interviews I, from last I like week. Them. They're having fun. It, it seemed fine. It just bothered me because the whole thing felt so contrived because it was. Yeah, it did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're there. We saw it. The place is real. They didn't just kill them. I don't know. Am I projecting onto it? Or did that whole honeymoon suite scene have a feel of like, no, no, they're fine and they're happy and they're alive and well. And this video proves yeah. it. Look cool. at how happy they are. They're not in any danger. Why would you think they're in danger? That is not at all what I got, but I love that that's what you got from it. I did say I could be projecting onto it. Just a little bit. I just right, really wanted on. this episode to turn into like, a horror. I wanted this to be Sex House, where it slowly devolves into like a horrific hellscape. God, I love Sex House. But we go All to right. the truth booth, start conversation. Like at this point, the whole show just falls yeah. apart. Yeah, we get to a strategy meeting. Um, and it's like one of three. Yep. And so I'm just gonna condense them all right now into this one bit. Uh okay, and then we'll do we'll talk about all the dates afterwards. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the stuff that happened during the dates, if that makes sense. I, we'll try. I have... My notes at this okay. point are like, truth booth start, the date, question mark, question mark, where are we? When is this? On a yeah. different date, more truth booth. Yeah. So we start with a strategy meeting, the first of three, which is all of them laying around talking about their strategy, and they all are like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to vote in... Uh, Ethan and Amber. Ethan and Amber. And Simone says, 
No, I don't think so, in her mind. Well, and and the reason, though, for voting on Ethan and Amber, as far as I could tell, was that it's a significant mathematical boon to know the answer to this, right? Like, it'll get them closer to being able to deduce matches. Uh, Yes, it would eliminate every single other match that was in week two. So I think one of those is like Ryan and Kayla would be a no-no match if they were a match. So, like, pretty significant mathematical reasoning for sending them in. Yeah. I just, I had to get that out there. Sure. And, like, established. we get the second one a little bit later. Mm Mm-hmm. And Simone has gathered a group of girls and is just saying, but what if we... What if we put in Chris and Paige? Because, like, fuck Chris and Shanley, am I right? And all the girls are like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I do hate them both. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, her thing is, like, we're going to split them up. Which, I mean, to be be... fair, has merits. Like, I I always have a problem with Simone's, like, it's my way or the highway. Fuck you. Fuck everybody. I care about me attitude. But, I mean, if she just didn't do that shit and made her argument, it's a reasonable one. I agree. And then the final one we get is just more people jumping on the uh, Chris T and Paige bus because a lot of people are being like, yeah, you know, it's great to take them out of the house. Also, I do want to spite them just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and even Ryan at this point has swung to the other side. Who I like, yeah. I like that we fairly consistently do see him with a notebook too, and is obviously yeah. like taking notes on the the things and the the options. Um, so I will say at the at the point at which Ryan is on Simone's side of it, my opinion changes. <laughs> I I went um, from like no fuck Simone, she's trying to ruin this great plan, and then Ryan's like, although maybe it is a good idea, and I'm sitting at home going. Yeah, it is a good plan after all, isn't it? You know what, Ryan? You're right. I'm glad you came up with this plan. <laughs> um, let's go to the first date. The private date. Okay, the cliff diving. Yeah. So, first of all, I like that this was definitely what Ryan, Ryan was like, they were like, you can't let them go down a waterfall. And he's like, you were going to let them jump off a cliff. <laughs> you're like fuck like you're gonna give like fuck you're right fuck i gotta say and that's though, how we got the waterfall challenge <laughs> that they had already approved this and they just got painted into a corner of logical consistency right this is so much less dangerous just objectively though oh, fully 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 um also i think way less of a good date than the zip lining frankly if i'm being yeah. honest like, how many times can you climb that and jump off it, realistically? Well, I mean, I think you only zip line down once as well, to be fair. But isn't it supposed to take That's you, like, 15 minutes experience. at least? Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose the other, other, other way to look at it is that both of them are a hike, and then a quick descent down, and then dinner. It was both dates. Fair enough. All right, you guys jumped off once. Quick, shove this sandwich in your mouth and have a conversation, and we'll get you back to the house. Yeah. Um, this was also the other spot that had a weird song choice this episode, which is why I brought it up the first time. Oh. Uh, just the music in this episode was totally different. Like, I knew this song. It's If the Hudson oh. Overflows, which is also not a Hawaii-themed song. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, that's, that's really just for me and the one person who also noticed this. Yeah. Um, so next we get Joey trying... To justify his attraction to Brittany. Wait, are you not going to give us Joey's two great cliff diving quotes? Oh, I, I don't. I didn't quote them specifically, but sure, go for it if uh, you want to. It's, since it's just such a quotable episode, we have, I had a ventricular contraction, which, what was his background? I don't know. But that's, that's how he chose to phrase it, which I love. Uh, and also yeah. the classic. My dick just shriveled and shit. Oh yeah, my dick just shriveled and shit was a good one. I don't know, man. We were on a date with Brittany, and I was just so um, emotionally invested. I don't know. Brittany's emerging as one of my favorites, especially amongst all of the just people that frustrate me a lot. Brittany has yeah. never not been entertaining to watch. 
Fair enough. But let's justify why Joey likes her. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I, it feels like production Paul Thomas was like, look, your match is Brittany. Make it happen. <laughs> and now he's like, yeah, no, I like her. Like, she's crazy. Like, she is really crazy. But who is that? It's fun. <laughs> I mean, he can just say she's kind of cute. Like, yeah. you can just say that. Like, we won't fault you for it, Joey. Also, I really like that in his, like, pull off, like, his one-on-one with the camera. He's like, yeah, I finally got out of the house where, you know, we're not talking about Adam anymore. <laughs> and it's to her cut away. And she's like, I'm going to rub this in Adam's face. <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah. There's also the classic, hey, you're my number one. Well, you're in my top three. Which is just, I get it. It's the nature of the game. But it's one of those right. things where I imagine right. I like myself. You're my as- number one. It's like, you're my top three. It's like, who's, who's, in what order? And it's like, well, it's Adam. And then it's Adam. And then it's. You and Adam are tied for third also. Right? That's what would have bothered me as Joey, is not the fact that she's still stuck on Adam, because that's just, you'll have to accept that he'll be in your life for the rest Someone, of your life. who the fuck else is there? Right? But like, who's number two? Who's beating me right now? Other than Adam. Yeah, because you fucking, because fucking, if I'm number two, you know you would have said top two, not top three. <laughs> who's number two? Right? It's like the over 300 items. It's like. You know if they were 350, there would have been over 350 items. It's 301. Let's talk about, right after the date, we get um, a whole fucking thing. Which after the thing. date? Is this the weird dead zone when it's ambiguous yes. when the time it's is between, actually happening? It's between the first date and the group date. During the weird powwow intervention? Yes. Okay. Go for it. Um, so, uh, we get Kayla and Wes talking, and Wes is a little bit suspicious of Kayla's intent and intentions, and Shanley, we get a very <laughs> fast Chekhov's gun, is what I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Because it's like, we get Shanley being like, oh, she's a tease, a hater. And it's like, oh, we're gonna get to see some of that later in the episode. And then it's like, two scenes later, we see Shanley being like, Fuck you, Kayla. I hate you. And it's like, oh, okay, that happened really fast. Right? Shan Lee just really hates Kayla now. Right. Which, I mean, and then, again, we're, we're in this territory of your argument is solid. Like, your point is solid, but right. you are like, insane right now. Right. I was like, I hated that I, I like, like, if, if Shan Lee had just given me her, like, byline of her argument, I would have agreed with her. But it's like, the more she talked, the more I was like, stop, 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 stop it. So, um, so first of all, she calls her a whore, which is like a lot. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I was more confused by the fact that she somehow gathered like an entire powwow (laughs) party here to spectate. (laughs) And I guess sort of Wes takes the opportunity to weigh in on, or not Wes, the other guy. But, like, the big powwow for them to spectate and, like, weigh in on the whole situation. Where, like, yeah. I just, where did this come from? What's happening? Yeah, I, I wonder if they called, like, a team, a house meeting or some shit, or if, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's just always funny when the house just, like, is suddenly together. And it's, like, clearly someone produced it, like, made this happen. And I don't know if it was production or if it was someone in the house, but, like, someone did it. I, and it's, okay. This so, so the part that bothers me is that it works. So 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 let's let's so so Shanley gathers the house and calls out Kayla, and calls her a whore, and calls her a moron. Which Kayla has a very smart rebuttal of, and you're not. (laughs) Um. And like I like that it fucking throws Shanley off. She's like, no, it's different. I'm a moron for a different reason. It doesn't count. Uh, well, no, um, you don't understand. She's being honest about the fact that she's being yes. a piece of shit. And Kayla so I isn't. Like, well, so then I like that Kayla's like, okay, sure. I like Ryan the most, but I also like Wes, but not as much. And then Shanley is like, fuck, I've got nothing. And so she just storms out. Right. But, but that's the thing is like, Kayla sort of starts out dodgy. And frankly, all they're doing is just yelling insults at each other. So it's not like a productive conversation is happening. But the result of it 
is Kayla saying flat out that she likes Ryan and she also likes Wes, but it's all about Ryan right now. Right. Well, and I like that. What made her say it was not the yelling with Shanley. It was literally Simone just being like, Kayla, what are your feelings right now? Uh And she's like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. And then, and then she goes off and gives Ryan head. Well, yeah. But it's to apologize. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. That was just a wild fucking moment. And then it's not over yet, which is the wildest part. Well, I also appreciate that Ryan and this whole thing started to get the opportunity to express how he felt and then just got yelled over by everybody. And he just stays silent for the rest of it. Like, I felt bad for him, but also... I love Ryan so much, (laughs) and I just want him to be happy. I mean... Good emotional boy. All right, can we talk about Chris's rant then? Yes, because I have a clip for that because I couldn't figure out how to summarize it. Please do, please go. Okay. Um, this, I don't usually call out the titles, but I title this one, Chris T is a responsible and coherent person. <laughs> Um, We recently discussed uh, the active decision and how to become a person of action. I want to go even deeper into the active decision and show you how to overcome the obstacles that could be holding you back. First, you must learn how to overcome fear. This is not the right clip. Hold on. Where has fear hindered your progress? Has fear kept you from pursuing a job promotion, a new career, going after a big account? Oh, it's because it's unavailable. Fear of failure, humiliation. What? Yeah, I just Googled it and like I found the video that's posted on the Boom Boom Room thing and it says it's unavailable because of content. I don't understand. Like all of season eight is still on the channel in HD and I can't even keep season one online for an hour. Let me tell you something right now. Thomas Edison had a dream about light. He defied the laws of gravity and what was wrote down in paper and created something that everybody uses on a daily basis because he went with his fucking gut. When everybody said no, he said fuck you. (laughs) Fuck science. For $50,000 a piece, I will play your game. Is my heart telling me something? Then I'm gonna fucking follow it because that's my yellow brick fucking roll. Cause that's my yellow brick fucking road. So first of all, I love, I love Thomas Edison and then fuck science. Right. And I love Thomas Edison invented light. Great sentence. No, he had a dream about light. And then he went with his gut, you know? And that's how he did it. He defied gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Which that wasn't him, but okay. It's also just not, even if it was, it's just not related, but it's not. But, okay, no, uh, I think even during that clip, I think it might have been during that clip, actually. Um, there's a moment where I was like, what the fuck, MTV? Where Chris is talking, and the camera pans away from him and zooms in on JC's boobs and Ashley's butt. Yeah, what was that? I guess there was a horny cameraman. I mean, so I'll be honest. They get told to do that kind of shit for stuff like this. But it's usually, like... For a reason, yeah, it's reaction. Like someone else is looking at it, or like some, like it. It's usually this motivated. This is literally just TNA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad it wasn't just me that thought that was weird. That's honestly why I didn't write down more about his rant. I was so distracted by that. <laughs> well, and frankly, it was pretty. From the first 15 seconds, you could gather where he was going with it, which is, I'm going to do whatever I want because of my reasons. Yeah, in my notes, I have the section labeled as Chris's rant, and then it's like, what the fuck, MTV, boobs and blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, oh, and also Thomas Edison at the very end of my notes. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. That's all of it. Uh, so now we go into the second date, the group date. Uh, where they are going ziplining. The better date, in my opinion. It's the same. I mean, I would prefer zip, I prefer zip just because, whatever. <sighs> So, what we get at the beginning of the date, or, or, I mean, we see them, like, doing stuff, whatever, I don't care about the date activities, that doesn't matter. What I think is interesting is, is, is it shows us the truth we talk at home, which we've already talked about, and then it shows us the truth we talk on the date, where 
Shanley is jealous, and then Chris is just a fucking asshole. So, yeah, now that we're finally here, he worked so hard to get on this date. What the fuck? Right. Right. And then he's like, he's like, well, if they said, I'll just be really upset and I really just don't want to be a perfect man. And I feel so fucking bad for Paige. And I'm really fucking livid at, at the very least, Ethan and Amber, but also kind of Dre. For, for no one going in and checking on her and just letting her go off and cry alone in a fucking stairwell. Yeah, I don't know. Paige seems like a nice girl and she's really getting a bra deal lately. Right? This fucking season, like, I, I, fuck the show, what the show is. Like, as much as I don't like her for the whole Scally shit, like, like, whatever, she was being, he was being a, manip- a manipulative asshole and she sort of, like, played his games, which I don't like, but also... Just then this, I was like, this fucking sucks and I hate it. Yeah, no, I I have no beef against Paige. I even in the Chris S thing, I it she had the opportunity to go either way with her being manipulated and it sucks, or her indulging a fucking asshole. And and it was the first one. So hopefully I don't know. I was gonna say hopefully things work out for her, but we know they don't. Talking about not working out. Let's go to the truth booth. And this is sort of the moment when I realized, like, oh, it's one of those episodes where we don't have a matchup ceremony. Yep. Um, so, first of all, something I want to point out is that Ryan Devlin has entered the house for this truth booth thing from different doors. A, a, from a, a couple different doors, which I really like. Oh, I haven't noticed that. I only noticed because one time he specifically came out of, like, the door right by the screen, and this time he came from the front door, and I'm like, does he just do this to fuck with them? You never know where I'm gonna come from. Right. Sneaky Ryan. So Chris Chris and Paige are selected to go into the truth booth, and I love the science, the silence. That's just, like, no one is, like, ready to be happy yet. (laughs) And then Ryan is like, well, everyone but one voted for them. Uh, I'm just going to pick a name at random to sort of, like, gauge the... Simone, do you have (laughs) anything you want to say? Of course she does. I mean, again, though, as much as it's easy to hate Simone, this is one of her her worst moments. This is the moment that made me like her again. I'm not going to say that, but... Every moment of it. Um... And so Shayla is talking about how fake they are because some people supported this relationship. And I guess my question for her is, bitch, where? Wait, who supported what? You've lost me in this. Shanley was like, oh, these people are fake, you know, because some people supported this relationship, like her and Chris. Oh. And it's like, well, who? Who did? I don't know. I'd be willing to say that people were sympathetic and we just didn't get to see that. But I, I think that's a very big difference between them feeling bad for your situation and them approving of you fucking everything over. Yeah, I feel like what, what, what she mistook is that people being like, oh yeah, I get that you guys have feelings for each other, but you know, we really have to play this game. And like, but I get like where you guys are at. And she's like, yeah, they want us to be together. Yeah, no, they're fine it's with like, it. It's like, okay, Brittany. <laughs> uh, um, so Christy and Paige go into the truth booth and uh, they are a match. So, I mean, I wanted to love it, but I was just feeling so bad for Paige. I felt so bad for Paige. I, I did like, again, that Ryan is like literally the best. He is there comforting Shanley because he is so kind and so wonderful. Um, and I like to, I would love to believe that's who I would be in the moment. But God, I also want to be Simone, who literally jumped off the couch and screamed. Right. Which is, um, I want to be both of them. <laughs> so now, I mean, <laughs> now the fun really starts. Now the fun really begins because Simone is a bad winner. <laughs> She's a bad winner. She's a bad loser. But Shanley is also stupid. Shanley's a bad loser, too. Um, it's just, look, Shanley went into this literally saying, this is going to be a personal attack against me. Like, because oh. we forgot to talk about that little conversation, which is just great. Yeah, no, I do want to back up to that real quick. Uh, this is a, I hate Shanley. It's, it's a known fact. But on top of the fact that I regularly hate her, it's like, oh, this is a personal attack against me. And I'm like, do you not think this affects Chris at all? 
like, he's so fucking bummed about it and sad and, and like, he's gonna be stuck in a place with just one person who he's pissed off. Like, do you not think he might also be upset? Or is this just about, are we only focusing on your emotions right now? I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Simone baits people and is just generally a piece of shit. But, like, yeah. you could not take the bait. Like, you could not mm. do that. That's an option, <sighs> is to not get in, like, a fight with someone. I do, I do have some choice quotes from Simone. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Uh, bitch, you fell in love on the first night. Get over it. Good one. Good point, too, frankly. Oh, great point. Um, and I then Shanley says something back, and I don't care, because then Simone has the best comeback ever, which was, and now your boyfriend is gone, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hate Simone, but she's fun to watch sometimes. <laughs> she's, she's such a... Oh, it's great when she uses her powers for good. So I have a clip of this, which I've thrown in the Discord for you to watch. Okay. Because I'll be, oh, wait, I'll be honest, there's a significant visual portion to it. Because it's oh, just... Oh, 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 oh. I was saying the reason why I want us to watch it specifically is because there's just a great visual component of the two girls being lifted in the air and Simone like <laughs> being dragged away laughing and screaming. <laughs> that is too I good. Yes, I, I will talk about it more after the clip. Yeah, let's um, let's do it. I'm still here. You're still here. I will fucking beat you. Come down here in the kitchen. Come down here in the kitchen and you will fucking die. Oh, her just hanging on to the doorway with like her claws digging into the molding as she's screaming insults at Shanley. It's just such a great visual. I also like that at some point they clearly cut her mic just to give Shanley like an opportunity to respond, basically. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Uh <laughs> This is the reaction I had when I first watched it, too. <laughs> oh, it gets me every time. And her legs, Again. like, kicking out against the wall. <laughs> So once again, we get, and now your boyfriend's gone, you stupid bitch. It's, well, you know, but here's the inflection of it, because it's, and now your boyfriend's gone, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and holy fuck, oh. her, her, her gripping onto the wall, her face just peered over it. Uh, she's very clearly struggling to remain there. Um, and she's still grinning and screaming. Is such a fucking aesthetic. I love it. Aha. Uh -huh. And what's great to remember is that um, she's the winner in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is and she, This is how she handles coming out on top. <laughs> and I really love... I'm crying, by the way. <laughs> um, and I really love that Shanley really couldn't think of anything good to say. So she thought, well, why don't you come here then? And it's like, bitch, she's gripping onto like the door frame, trying to claw her way back <laughs> to you. She is not being allowed. No. And do you really want to tempt her? But if she comes into that kitchen, she's fucking dead. Oh, yes. And I like, your boyfriend's gone, you stupid bitch. And Shanley's reply is, but I'm here and you're here. And I'm like, do you think you'll win that fight? Anyone can be your match. Oh, God. And then also, Ethan is just smiling and covering his face, which is great. And then we get Shanley just going through and just breaking shit. Right? Oh, man. I wonder how much trouble she'll get in from production. Probably, probably more now that they realize the last guy didn't get in enough trouble to discourage it strongly enough. Right. Like, he beat me through something and broke a window, and she's just going around throwing glasses and lamps on the floor. Yeah, just, she's basically a cat just walking around knocking <laughs> stuff over. Bah, bah. <laughs> Fuck you, cup! Oh, man. God. God. This, this, oh, God. Um, it's so good. I'm writing down my moral. It was just, it was hard to watch in the moment. But boy, oh, are oh you boy. kidding me? 
It was everything I ever wanted from an episode. It was all the fun kind of drama and yelling. I loved it so much. I mean, this was great. I guess I'm really just thinking about every time Paige and Chris came up, how frustrated I got. That was terrible and horrible, and I hated it. And the Kayla stuff was stupid, too, frankly. Yeah, I mean, it was just, like, whatever. At least that got resolved. Oh, man. Close up. Let's wrap up. Yeah, close up shop for the day. Yeah, just let me break a few glasses first. Okay, just knock some things off. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Please just insert some shattering glass noise here. Part of me wonders, because we saw her knock over that second thing, but it looked like she just sort of smacked like a water bottle, and then you heard the glass shattering noise, and I'm like, did they did they cut away and add in a glass breaking sound to be just extra dramatic? I don't think so. Think, oh god, I think I, I, that table was so filled. I'm sure she fucking hit something else off in her rampage. I'm just saying, if we never see that third thing broken, it didn't break. I'm calling it. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, we've done it. We've made it through another episode of the Boom Boom Room. I have been your expert, Taylor. I've been your other co-host, Aubrey. But before we go, what's the moral of this week? Your boyfriend's gone, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Um, no, no, that wasn't the moral. That was just a joke. Um, the real moral is that, as it turns out, you can be the worst, most egregious asshole in the world. You just have to do it to the right people. And that is to say, the worst people. As long as you point all of that terribleness at someone who everyone hates, you're fine, dude. That's how you become an anti-hero. Because let's be honest, that's what Simone is for us. She's the anti-hero of the story. Santa, tell me if he 